Welcome to NXT Revisited, and I'm solo tonight. That's right, nobody wanted to come and be on the show with me. Uh, Jason is dealing with the droopy cock, so he's getting that taken a look at, and because the show must go on, despite half of the hosts being deathly ill, me included, here it is, NXT Revisited. So, we start the show off with Johnny Gargano. Johnny North American still getting that face reaction. Mara calls him Johnny Champion, and a Johnny Champion chant starts as Johnny Microphone attempts to talk. Johnny Gumchewer gets a You Deserve a chant. Johnny Takeover says that he was validated after winning the championship. He is interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa. Will we ever get a segment on NXT where someone doesn't interrupt somebody else when they're talking. It happens all the goddamn time. Tommy Champion says he is here to celebrate with Johnny. Tommy NXT says that Johnny followed his lead. A DIY chant breaks out, but Johnny Solo says that there is no R moment and that the only reason why Johnny came out at the end of TakeOver was to show Tommy he didn't need him. That doesn't make sense. Velveteen Dream then heads out. Velveteen says tonight is not about Golem and his precious gold, or Johnny Badass. Tonight is about Velveteen Dream. Dream remarks about winning the Worlds Collide tournament, and Dream chooses to cash in on Johnny. Apparently Dream doesn't want Tommy. He wants Johnny. Johnny Lecture says that while Dream was sitting in the crowd, Johnny was winning his title. He then was also on Royal Rumble. So, yeah. We're gonna have a match. Not tonight, of course, but in two weeks. Uh, but of course, Dream says the real question is, will it be Velveteen Dream vs. Johnny Champion or Johnny Jackass? That doesn't make sense. Johnny leaves the ring and stands next to Tommaso. Tonight, three horse ladies take on the Ass Pirates and the Yeastias, but Drew Gulak has also arrived at NXT. Why? The Forgotten Sons are out next. I thought for a hot second that Blake was attacking Riker as they walk out, but apparently he just was getting pumped up. It will be Riker in solo action. His opponent is somebody named Mansoor. Who the fuck is Mansoor? Did they just give a jobber a full-on entrance? Now, I had to look him up, but this guy is apparently a Saudi Arabian worker. Uh, he gets speared off the top ropes, then Riker hits a chokeslam bomb for the three. So yeah, they gave an entrance to a jobber. Thanks, guys. Uh, I also love the fact that WWE is heading back to Saudi Arabia on May 3rd, and they still refuse to say the words Saudi Arabia on air. Riker grabs Mansoor and hits his finisher again. And this match was as forgettable as the Forgotten Sons. Ricochet is backstage getting his picture taken while some hot bitch says that she is worried that she won't be able to get an interview with Ricochet. She is interrupted by the Undisputed Era. 
Adam Kobebe says Ricochet is in the back of the line for the NXT North American Championship, and Ricochet reminds him that he's the one who took that belt off of him. They then set up a match to see who will get a shot first. Well, apparently after, you know, Velveteen Dream gets his shot. Ricochet tells Hot Bitch that he's coming back, and she doesn't say a word. So, so much for being, you know, really prepared for that Ricochet interview. Drew Gulak arrives, and I wish Jeff were here to get upset. Gulak is apparently here to clean up NXT. His opponent is some fucker named Bugenhagen. Eric Bugenhagen screams. That is his gimmick. It's not... You know, if you ever seen Marky Mark in um, Rockstar, there's a part where he, like, belts out, um, like, one note. And it's, like, really high-pitched, but it's really good. This is the opposite of that. It's like he's attempting to, but yeah. So Eric Bugenhagen screams, and Jesus Christ, he's from Milwaukee. Why the fuck can't I get a legit Wisconsin wrestler? No, 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 no. This is what I get from Wisconsin. I get a piece of shit who thinks that the Boston bombing didn't happen. I get a midget who's apparently the biggest asshole that's ever lived. I get Mr. Kennedy, who, by all rights, was good for a hot second before Randy Orton got pissed off at him. And I get this fucking banshee bitch here. What the fuck? Bugenhagen is playing air guitar, and then he proceeds to play the ropes like a piano. Bugenhagen and his mustache dance around for some more before Drew Gulak has the same face that I currently have. So Bugenhagen's gimmick is autistic moron. Got it. Gulak drops Bugenhagen on his dome. Can't do that enough, buddy. Maybe it'll eventually get it right. I can't wait until next year when his moron replaces No Way Jose as resident fucktard on Raw. Bugenhagen puts on an abdominal stretch before screeching and proceeds to play Gulak like a guitar. Now... I'm all for callbacks to movies, but if you're going to do the scene in From Dust Till Dawn where the band plays Dude, at least chop his legs off first. The audience starts a Bugenhagen chant. Don't do that. This is why we can't have nice things, you douchebags, because when you cheer dumb shit, WWE's like, oh, dumb shit works. Let's keep doing dumb shit. And then you get upset when they keep doing dumb shit. It's like, well, you asked for it, assholes. Gulak locks in a body of scissors and a dragon sleeper for the submission win. And Morrow calls Nigel Desmond Wolf for some reason. Is that like a burn? Like, it's just was his, one of his gimmicks, dude. Gulak has a mic, and he is rightfully pissed that he had to face Ben Stiller. Gulak says he did not come here for posy pickers. What is a posy picker? Is that a gay thing? No? I don't know. Matt Riddle answers the call, and Riddle asks Gulak to leave unless he wants to get tapped out. Gulak tells him to take his flip-flops off and make his day. Riddle then proceeds to jump-kick both his flip-flops off at the same time, says, you just made my day, and walks down to the ring. And Jessica Carr is immediately wet. We come back to a break and go right into an MMA fight. Okay. So... This match happens, and this match, they, they gave a lot of time to it, which I will give them that. But here's my issue with it. Now, <clears throat> I'm all for 
you know, incorporating a little bit of MMA into things. Like, okay, so Brock Lesnar largely does, like, MMA moves. But Brock Lesnar also does German suplex. You know, he does a lot of different moves. You know, he takes a lot of different moves. Um, Ken Shamrock, another example of a guy who was an MMA guy. And yeah, did a lot of striking and stuff like that. But he was also laying guys out with suplexes and shit like that. Now, the other thing with those individuals is that their opponents largely wrestle the exact same way that they always do. They have a certain style about them. So it's always odd to me that anybody that fights Matt Riddle proceeds to completely abandon their normal style of wrestling and instead do this little, like, it's, it's almost like a sparring match. Because, yeah, like, okay, so here's here's the match. And the, the ending of it, they do do a little bit more wrestling, but we'll get there. So Riddle locks in an armbar, but Gulak reverses it. Riddle slams Gulak to the ground. Riddle then attempts an armbar, but it's blocked. Uh, Gulak hits, so, so then Gulak, like, spins him around, and, and the two of them, like I said, it looks like an MMA fight, where they're, like, jockeying for position, they're trying to get in the mount, and stuff like that, like, look, I'm a UFC guy, alright, I, I like MMA, but I'm not watching MMA, I'm watching wrestling, and so I kind of expect wrestling, you know, this is why the Brawl for All didn't work, because people are like, I don't I don't want to see boxing in, in my wrestling. If I wanted to watch boxing, I'd go back to 1930 and watch two guys fucking box each other. This, yeah. So eventually, though, we do get Gulak hitting a dropkick. So this kind of started off where it's like, oh yeah, that's right, we're doing a wrestling match. Um, but then the issue here is that Gulak then immediately transitions into a series of rest holds and submissions. Now, that is actually Gulak's style. The thing is, Gulak is a heel. And so his style of working rest holds and submissions and shit like that works because he attempts to bore you a little bit because as a heel, he's trying to put over the face. And so you expect the face to do, you know, much more higher, high impact, high energy shit. The problem is it's not what you get with Riddle. When Riddle is on offense, he's doing his MMA shit. So, this match is a series of two guys rolling around on the ground, pretty much. Um, this also is going to transition to me bitching even more, because, as I've said before, I hate dueling chants. I used to love them, because they only came by every once in a great while. You know, when you had, when you had certain people, when you had two guys that were over with the crowd, you would get a dueling chant, and it would be natural, you know? Like, the whole... Let's go Cena, Cena sucks thing. I think it was kind of the beginning of the end for this. Where it was like, every single fucking match in NXT now has dueling chants. This had a, um, let's go Gulak bro chant back and forth. Why? Like, nobody likes Gulak. They're only doing it so they can do a back and forth chant. <sighs> Riddle hits a cradle suplex. So he does no wrestling moves. Riddle kicks Gulak in the tits, and Riddle locks in a sleeper hold, and then pulls Gulak over the ropes, still holding onto the sleeper hold. I enjoyed that. Riddle hits a bridging German suplex, very nice. 
Gulak Lacks a new Fujiwawi armbar instantly, which was a very nice quick counter. I, I enjoyed that. I always enjoy that when, like, moves come kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, Riddle hits a couple of chops, then Riddle deadlifts Gulak and hits a powerbomb, then hits a... Well, I guess he calls it the Final Flash, which would be a uh, Dragon Ball Z reference, uh, but it's essentially a Shining Wizard. Riddle hits a ton of elbows and then locks into Pearl Mission, and Gulak taps. So the end of the match was good. The beginning of the match was kind of what I dislike about Matt Riddle as a wrestler. Um, this is going to be a heavy MMA match or show because our main event features three of them as well. Um, but you can see kind of the difference where Shayna Baszler works like a wrestler. And Matt Riddle right now, I know he's pretty new to this and everything like that, but he doesn't work like a wrestler right now. He works like an, an MMA guy who's like working an actual MMA match, but pulling his punches and making sure he doesn't fucking explode Drew Gulak's head. So hopefully with time, he'll transition more into um, a more balanced approach to things than just so heavy on um, the the MMA stuff. And, and he needs to get uh, a lot more of the wrestling into his stuff because Riddle, you know, he's a bro. He's he's an interesting character. He's he's funny to listen to on the mic because he's so awkward and weird. Um, but I don't know with this style of wrestling if he's going to be okay on the main roster. I think that this will turn off some people who are you're more like they want to watch a wrestling match kind of thing. So we'll see. I mean, the guy's got a lot of potential. Let's say it that way. Uh, Io Shirai. Io Shirai arrives, Pirate Hooker's out next, and Bianca Belair, who is now the defeatiest of NXT, joins them. Shirai and Pirate Hooker dance to her theme song. Shayna Baszler is out next, Jessamyn Duke joins her, and Batgirl sneaks out from behind them. So, here we go. Alright. It's so funny to me how Baszler seems custom-made for wrestling. Like, she didn't really... She was a decent MMA fighter, but she was just okay. But she seems like a natural at wrestling. She seems she's a natural heel. She's a good talker. Duke and Shafir seem to me that they're custom made to be gym teachers. Like, they weren't really good at MMA fighters. They are not good wrestlers right now. Maybe that'll change. I mean, anything can happen. Like, we've seen some very dramatic evolutions of people. Um, you know, Mandy Rose is somebody, when we first met her, I was like, this chick is god-awful. And she's turned into a really good, competent worker. Um, you know, obviously everyone everyone looks at Trish Stratus, someone who had zero wrestling experience, who had zero fighting experience, became one of the better wrestlers to, to ever lace up their boots. You know, and you look at people like Alexa Bliss and things like that, very quick turnarounds. Uh, right now... You know, Duke and Shafir definitely need more time. Baszler starts off with the Eastiest, and Baszler no-sells Belair's flips and tags in Batgirl, who then instantly tags out to Duke. Pirate Hooker gets tagged in, and Belair drops Sane onto Duke. <clears throat> Batgirl then gets tagged in, but Sane chops her. Sane with another chop, and Shirai comes in without a tag. They double-team Batgirl before Shirai heads back to her corner. Yeah. That should have been a DQ. She was in there for like three minutes. Batgirl takes Sane to the top rope, 
a please tag Shayna chant starts. Well, that's just mean. This is where... <sighs> it's difficult, because we, we continue to talk about how NXT has largely no longer become developmental, but it's still developmental, you know? It's still taking a bunch of people who haven't worked for very long and trying to make them better wrestlers. The only way to do that is to get in-ring work. So Duke and Shafir, who need more in-ring work, who need more training, getting put into a match here, the crowd shits all over them. And that's kind of shitty because, like, they're trying, man. They're brand fucking new. Like, not everybody can come out and be amazing on their first fucking match or, in this case with these chicks, like, their third or fourth match. And I understand, you know, you can say, well, they probably shouldn't be on TV at this point. They should be doing more dark matches or things like that. But the issue with that is, is they, they have name recognition, you know? I mean, so, yeah, they're going to be put into matches right now. So they will hopefully get better. Um, I guess they're, they're heels anyways, so everything I'm saying is kind of just thrown out the window because it doesn't matter that they're not getting cheered. It doesn't matter that people apparently really fucking hate Batgirl because every chance, every time that she's in, she gets some X-Pac heat, so... Um... Where was I? Um, oh, there we go. So, Batgirl whips Shane off the top ropes, and Shayna is back in. A really off sequence when she gets in, because it looked like she was going to put her in a submission move as Shane was on her tummy, and then she, like, kind of rolled on top of her, and instead just sort of rolled her onto her back to try to pin her. It was really weird. Um, but it's the only only off moment with Shayna. All, all the rest of her stuff in this was good. Um, Duke back in and she yells at Sane. Duke chucks her into the ropes and hits a hard kick. I enjoyed that move. I thought it looked really good. Uh, Batgirl come back in and she sits on Sane. That's it. She literally walked over, sat on top of her while Sane was on her tummy, got back up, and tagged out. That's why people don't like you. So Baszler's in, and Baszler whips Sane into the ropes and hits a forearm. So sort of the same move that uh, uh, that Duke did, which is with a forearm instead of a kick. I like that. It kind of shows cohesion between, um, you know, these the, the three horse girls. Uh, Batgirl tags in and gets booed. You can't wrestle chant is heard. Uh, Batgirl with a dragon sleeper. And Duke gets tagged in, and Sane reverses a whip. Shirai gets a hot tag, and Shayna comes in. Sarai punches the mask off Batgirl, and Sarai hits the 619, which they call something else, but then immediately you tell everyone that she was a big Rey Mysterio fan, so why call it something else? Just call it a fucking 619. Uh, she then hits a springboard drop kick for two. Sarai takes insane. Sane yells and hits the elbow drop, but Batgirl breaks it up. Okay, so I'm sorry, but Kyrie Sane yells like an anime character. Like, if you close your eyes and don't look at all at what you're you, you don't just close your eyes and listen to a match with her in it and you'd be like i'm watching an anime because she sounds like an anime character now i know she's japanese but there's a, a difference like kairi sane sounds like a normal japanese woman talking kairi sane talks like an anime character which isn't like a normal thing 
Belair tags in and hits the KOD, but Duke and Batgirl prevent the pin. Sarai low bridges them so Sane can hit a double dive to the outside. Sarai then tags in. So Bianca backed up to the corner. Sarai tags herself in, hits a springboard moonsault on Baszler, and gets the win. Now, Bianca is supposed to be a face, right? Because she seems uber pissed that this happened. Like, the entire match, it definitely seemed like they were playing it up that, like, obviously the, the ass pirates are a tag team. So they work very well together. They were taking each other in and out. The time that Belair got in, she, like, sneaks in the tag. Which, I don't know if that was, like, supposed to be that she's, like, they're going to turn her back heel or something like that. I don't know, because... It really seemed like she was a third wheel on this thing, and they were like making a point for everyone to know she's the third wheel. Um, because then, when the ass pirates are celebrating, Belair is just kind of sitting there and like being upset. It's like, well, you won. I understand you didn't get to pin Shayna Baszler, but you won. So, yeah, not sure why you're so pissed off. But, anyways. Um, that's how we go off the show with Io Shirai um, being incredibly energetic and happy that she pinned the champion. So now the two uh, ass pirates are the only two people who have a pinfall victory over Shayna Baszler in any sort of sense. Uh, so kind of a cool story there. And obviously, you know, we'll see what happens with Belair if they are going to put her into a feud with Sarai or, or Sane or what they're going to do there. But... Um, that was a decent episode of NXT. Um, I enjoyed it. Hopefully, uh, Jason gets his dick worked out and he can be back next week to join me. Um, I will be back tomorrow for the rundown proper. I'm hoping I am joined by somebody, but you never know. Shit happens. We'll see. But, uh, keep it locked here and we will see ya.